Welcome back to What's On Your Mind. I'm Dr. Gene Bresson. And I'm Dr. Steve Schlossman. And we're child psychiatrists at the Clay Center for Young Healthy Minds at the Massachusetts General Hospital. Here's what we'll talk about today. Today, we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart. We're going to talk about horror movies and video games. So, Gene, I love this stuff so much. How much time do we have? Well, not that much. So, make it quick, Steve. (laughs) So, we'll go as fast as we can. Here's the thing. I've written scary stories. I've loved scary stories since I was little. One of the first presents I ever got from my grandma Bobby for Hanukkah was a book about horror movies, and I still have that book. Well, let me ask you something. Look, horror movies have changed. I mean, I remember Frankenstein. I remember Bela Lugosi. I remember some of the old ones. But aren't they getting more and more graphic and more and more uh, realistic and haven't they changed over the years? Yeah, they have. In fact, a lot of the old masters of horror are, are scared and bothered by this. Um, the Saw franchise is the most profitable horror franchise in history right now. And many of those movies, the first one was actually quite good, but many of the ones after that seemed more gratuitous than need be. And I think from this observation, we can start to make recommendations about what we think is okay and healthy for kids to see and maybe what we're not so sure they should be seeing. Well, you know, it seems to me that some of the most horrifying things are cartoons. And in fact, Disney freaks a lot of kids out. I mean, my sister never went back to the movies after, after Bambi's mother died. And, you know... Uh, we send our kids to see Walt Disney movies, and there's Simba's uncle pushing his father over the cliff, murdering him in a stampede. That, to me, seems absolutely as horrifying as any horror movie I've ever seen. Yes, so these definitions can get muddled pretty fast. I personally would not go pick apples for five years after I first saw The Wizard of Oz when I was four years old. That apple tree threw the apples, and it was game over. I wasn't going. So... What scares us actually varies from person to person. The other interesting thing about this is overcoming that thing that scares us. That's a big part of the horror experience. Same thing that happens on roller coasters. We look at these really scary rides and we say, I can take that ride. And here's what the data show. The data show that the people who enjoy those scary roller coasters and the people who enjoy those scary movies enjoy being scared. It's not the folks who go in there and don't have their heart rates go up. It's actually the people who have their heart rates go way up. They enjoy the experience and they enjoy the experience of asking themselves why they're scared. Well, what about, you know, the fairy t- what about Grimm's fairy tales? I mean, they're gruesome and they're horrifying and they scare a lot of kids. But, you know, is there anything wrong with that? No, no, no. So again, we have to tailor our stories to the developmental age. We would never have an eight-year-old read the last chapter of the Odyssey, Slaughter in the Great Hall. That's the name of that chapter. We wouldn't do that to an eight-year-old, but we do do it to a 14-year-old. That's part of the canon of a lot of freshmen in high school. And the reason we read it then is because they're old enough to understand the nuances of what Odysseus does. They're old enough to see that Odysseus acts rationally and impulsively, and he's punished for it. Nine-year-old's not going to get that. A seven-year-old's not going to get that. So again, we tailor our movies to match the ages for those kids. And the same thing is true about violent video games. You know, a lot of kids are playing, you know, M-rated movies and very, very violent and graphic movies. The data is interesting. You know, about 95% of kids are playing video games. Many of them are violent. But, you know, uh, most kids don't get negatively affected by them. They find it a challenge. They find it interesting. They actually seem out of it. And in fact, there's been a lot of unfounded hype about violent video games causing kids to be violent. They actually don't cause. There may be a correlation between certain aggressive kids and those who are drawn to violent video games, and we have to watch out for that. 
But it's interesting. I mean, I think some of the biggest violence is really in the video game world now. Yeah, so I've actually been a part of some of these video games in their development. The fascinating thing about these video games is that they have gotten increasingly sophisticated and they've moved the other direction. So while we do have some ultra-violent ones, we also have more and more video games that show consequences to the actions, and we don't know what that's going to yield in terms of the kids who play it. So I think the important lesson here is that parents ought to be aware of what it is their kids are watching. Right, and most parents aren't. I mean, we did a study at at Mass General where we looked at uh, over 500 parents, 1,250 kids, and over 95% of the parents had no idea what the content of their games were um, and, 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 and had no clue what their kids were playing. So that's a big problem. Yeah, let me ask you a real quick question. I read about video games. I love watching them. I cannot work the consoles. I can't work them to save my life. I had an old Atari when I was a kid. I can't work the darn Xbox. So what do you say when when parents say, well, I want to play with them, but I can't work the console? What should they do? They should play or they should watch the kids play. I can tell you the kids love it when they play and they and they beat the heck out of them, even if it's, uh, you know, Super Mario Brothers. I mean, they should just join in. Yeah, I'd say I've been killed in about 50 different video games over and over and over again by both patients and my own kids and my nieces and nephews. You know, there's another thing we should keep in mind. Um, I think there's certain general ground rules for what kids should watch. I wouldn't show them the gratuitous score that we talked about, especially when they're young, that we talked about in those later Saw movies. I would also make sure that there's some redemption in some of these stories. If you think of the really good, scary stories, it's usually not about the thing that's scary. It's about how people come together and fight off the thing that's scary. That's what people seem to like about these movies, and that's actually what kids remember. I've been to a lot of horror conventions. At these conventions, we find out that people smile. They remember these things nostalgically. They don't remember them with fear. And I think that's what we're aiming for. I think the point that you're making, which is really very uh, appropriate, is knowing your kid, knowing what your kid can tolerate, knowing what your kid, uh, how your kid is affected. You know, frankly, the scariest thing on television right now for me is the local news. Yep. I mean, the local news, I mean, what do you see? You see rape, you see murder, you see break-ins, you see, and, it's, and it's in p- neighborhoods that the kids know about. So we have to take all of this stuff in perspective. Now, there's some kids that can watch, and there's some kids that really can't. I remember when my daughter was uh, 12... And she said, you can't scare me with these horror movies. And I said, all right, let's, let's, let's take a look at some. I know the story. And I said, all right, let's start with some of them. So we watched Psycho. Nah. We watched Night of the Living Dead. Nah. Then we watched The Exorcist. And she ran out of the room, and she's never watched it again. It just, she couldn't tolerate it. <laughs> so that brings up an interesting parenting moment, Dr. Bresson. Um. <laughs> We would never force a kid to watch something they don't want to watch. Right. And if the kid is watching something that scares them, they say, turn off that TV or I want to leave this movie, you leave. Absolutely. You turn off that TV. We would never force this on them. My four-year-old, we were watching NFL football, and there was an advertisement for one of these movies that has a night in it. I forget the name of the movie. She has refused to watch television for the last three weeks because she said, that scary night will be on the TV. And I said, no, we can pause the TV and stop it, but we just actually shut the TV off. Now, one thing parents can do to get information is there are a couple of really good websites. CommonSenseMedia.org is a very, very good one. And another one is uh, GetNetWise.org, where they can actually find out the content of movies and video games, and parents can get really well-informed. Sounds good to me. So, as my buddies say in the industry, stay scared, but have fun. I'm Gene Bereson. And I'm Steve Schlossman.